Yeah, downstairs is very Lady Charlotte with her birdcage, the ivy. It's very prim and proper. And up here you have <laughs> BJ, as you can see, the decanters and the suitcases. So, yes, it's, it's completely two, like, two personalities here we're representing. Welcome to the Lush Life Podcast. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz. And I bring you the how-to guide for living life one cocktail at a time. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred. And I've been obsessed by cocktails ever since. Together, we'll learn from bartenders, brand ambassadors, distillers, and others why certain drinks are popular in certain cultures, how to make the perfect old-fashioned, when to shake and when to stir, and so much more. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let the fun begin. Our guests today are the guardians of Lady Charlotte Fitzrovia's daring love story. It was up to Sandy Core and Mario Romano to recreate the world of Lady Charlotte and her lover at BJ's Lounge in London's busy center of town. How did they even start? I'll let them tell you all the details. We, um, it's my um, team. So we're based in, um, we are based in Delhi. So a lot of the, um, the partners, they're all very well traveled, whether they've studied in London or US. And one thing we noticed was there was a gap in the market, um, in India especially, with food um, festivals. Like it's huge, Indians are huge foodies, but there was nothing actually of that scale of a food festival. Like you have Taste of London and in America you have huge food festivals. So we wanted to bring something over to London, I mean sorry, to India. So that's when we conceptualised the food festival where we, br we brought along um, on board um, home bakers, up-and-coming brands, established brands, and we put a festival together. Okay, you are so one step ahead of me. Now, you say we, and we went to India with this idea. You sound very English. So I assume you were English. Yes, I was born here. You were born Not here. Just... So what even took you to India? Well, as kids, our parents would always take us at least three, four times a year. So when I had to go and move for the Grub Fest, it wasn't something new to me. I was quite accustomed to it. And I do love India. Like this you know, from like north to south, there's so much to explore. So I was actually, when I had the opportunity, I jumped for it. And All I right, now I what were you change. doing before that? What did you study? I was here, I was doing business studies, and then I did a diploma in marketing communications with CIM, and I was doing a, like a marketing um, consultancy here, and I did some wedding planning as well. So the whole planning kind of went in hand when I went to do the Grub Fest the organisation skills and everything. So I was doing consultancy work here and that was involved in more like branding, communication and um, conceptualising. I love creating ideas, I feel I'm quite creative. So when I moved to Grubfest, it was, my role was more for the um, ideation, like creative ideas, how are we going to have our communications, um, how is the whole festival going to be designed. So it was conceived here in London? No, it was um, in Delhi. In Delhi, we came like we all had our ideas about it, but due to other projects that were running, everyone was a bit busy, and so then when we did have the opportunity, we kind of clubbed all our ideas together, and we thought, well, let's start off with 
not just restaurants because Delhi's huge and there was just so many like you had street food you had up and coming brands you had home bakers um, and um, established brands as well so we kind of clubbed everyone together and we had like areas for them so when you walk in we've got a grub market where you've got home bakers coming in there and some amazing products whether they're making jams or you know homemade um, cupcakes or Indian sweets um, branching off onto like street food and then the established brands we had so it's a, it's a real experience of food not just Delhi but it kind of represents the whole of India and it's a three-day event so there's quite How a lot to get How long ago was the first one? The first one was in 2015 and did you strong. see it succeed right away or was it a slow burn? I mean, no, we did have a, a, an overwhelming response. Of course, when you're planning, you're quite nervous. It's first of a kind. And the exhibitors were, um, you know, they were just, they, was, they were a little bit um, overwhelmed as well. Like, wow, like, are you guys really going to put a huge festival together? And, um, but we had great support because it helps the brands. So when we would speak to them to get them on board, we'd explain it's not really, don't look at sales, look at a platform to push your brand out. So I think from a marketing point of view, it's a three-day event where you can actually promote your brand and see you know, what's happening because there's so much competition. And, and India um, as a whole, as a country, it's developing quite fast as well. And it is evolving. So um, it was quite nice to get... Um, interesting brands on board. It was a struggle, nothing's easy because some people have never heard of it. Um, but overall, we did have a positive response. And were the purveyors all pretty local to Delhi? Yeah, pretty much local. We did have some coming from Punjab and outer cities as well. So they just thought, wow, like this is one of a kind opportunity. And they liked the whole package that we were giving, not just you know a stand, you get marketing support, you get your branding, you've got some PR. So it was good. We did like a whole 360 um, experience for a brand. It's not just take a, st- take a stand, be there for three days, we make money, great. No, we were very much involved. And there's also a huge music um, section as well that we've introduced as well to the Grub Fest. So we had some great artists from the whole of India coming on. So it was, it's, a, it's a great three-day event. Well, considering it's still going on and it's going still, strong. It's going very you know, strong It's a year. success. Each year, you know, we've started, if I remember the first one, we had like nearly... Um, at least 20,000 over three days and it's been only increasing you know up to 50,000 plus now even the recent one it's just it, it's um, I would say we've got a loyal following so I think um, you know we've got people traveling from out of Delhi as well from Mumbai um, from other major cities in India so it's literally something that they all look forward to all right well, let's move on to you Mario <laughs> now you're not any you don't have any connection to India no, or am I wrong no yet only in Italy <laughs> so where are you from I'm from Napoli in south of Italy alright and I've been living in London for the last three years and what brought you here so everything started when I finished my university after I studied economics in University of Napoli so it started to be like a more experience I wasn't planning to stay here it was more like a temporary adventure just wanted to improve my English and then you know sometimes things just happens just moved here uh, meeting new people colleagues having a new job partners you know now my life I think my life I think and I feel is in London and were you always bartending uh, in Italy, I used to work for the biggest cocktail uh, catering of Italy. It was called Bari Movimento. And that's in Na- Naples? But, yeah, it's in Naples, uh, but it's a national company. So it's the biggest. They also have a really strong relation with uh, many worldwide companies, like Camille um, Moet-Chandon, Belvedere, like really important companies. So having that background there, that I can say that it was more like a war going to work in Napoli on a Saturday night in our club. 
coming to London uh, was really helpful for me because here everything is much more organized. What you know, made you decide to come to London in the first uh, place? I mean, uh, London, of course, is the main city in terms of cocktails in the world. So you really wanted to focus yeah. on the cocktails and not the economics? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, the, the, the economics I've studied and I, and I think it's a fascinating, it was fascinating university for me, but I don't feel like it's my life. Uh, because I, I like it, I like to study it, but I don't uh, feel a passion in that. And what I'm doing now, I feel like strong passion. So it's everything about you know being passionate about what I'm doing. Uh, otherwise, I've, I'm not the kind of person that would go to work just for the money and go back at home. That's my my main point. So I'm uh, always looking for something to make me happy about the money or something like this. And I found that for now, at least I found it in the bartending. So coming to London, I started to learn the bartending at, uh, under a different point of view. Because obviously London is the most important city in terms of cocktails, in the story of the cocktails also, especially nowadays. Uh, and here especially, it was a great opportunity, in Locandola, especially at the VJ Lounge, uh, because being in London, uh, having an Italian background, which is still really, really important in the beverage story, the cocktail story, uh, but working in an Indian place, so having another approach, is giving me like gave me a really good opportunity, and you know good push also because I had uh, I think an unbelievable opportunity being a center of London in Fitzrovia, and if you think all the other bars around us like it's another kind of approach. There are no many uh, Indian bars in London at all. Okay, well hold on for that thought, mm -hmm. and let's go back to you mm -hmm. and how you even started thinking about having a restaurant here and a lounge. Um. I think as the Grub Fest was evolving, um, we, like the team, as we were there, it was something we wanted to get into restaurants anyway. It was, we're, we're all a very, very young, dynamic team with um, lots to achieve, so everyone put their points down, and it was something as a team that we did say that, because you see so many restaurants, so many brands, and we were also inspired um, by just listening to when they um, came on board their brand story. So we have like um, we have certain procedures you've got to understand what the brand is, so you don't have too many of one, say cuisine, for example. And it was really interesting to hear how everyone's come together with their story. And I feel we're all very, um, very passionate. I feel that's why the Grub um, Fest is so successful. Uh, we very carefully source everyone on board and support. And then we, we did a lot of research ourselves. And I was spending a lot of time in Mumbai as well. Um, and just was fascinated um, since travelling to India as a kid as well, that the whole British... Um, the British Raj and um, how things were in the British time there and how you know they still some elements of it is still present today and it's just carried on and Mumbai really reflects that really well and then we I visited a place called Lokandwala and there was a famous shootout there so I thought oh wow this is like amazing so when we were looking for a space um, in London since tw in 2012 um, so, we, so already in 2012, you were thinking we want to have a presence. Yeah, in we London. were saying that when we open um, a restaurant, where would it be in London? So, it, location is key for any business. So, from 2012, we we eventually settled in. Remember, Grubfest is still running, so we're trying to be everywhere. Um, so, we're busy with that. But then, location this this one popped up in Fitzrovia in 2016 when we finalised and we took this on board and why Fitzrovia? We found some amazing locations but I think Fitzrovia um, 
it's up and coming, it's really trendy, it's laid back, it kind of fits with our personalities and also with the brand and um, you've got Soho next door as well and I feel we wanted to bring this story over so we can conceptualise it as well where the, talk, the audience would be able to accept it as well um, and we feel this was a prime location and, and, and the way the building is as well, it fits really well with the story. So, and that story that you wanted to tell was what? That this story is about um, Lady Charlotte of Fitzrovia, who was a British aristocratic's daughter, which were based in Mumbai. And while she spent her time in Mumbai um, with her tea parties and just spending time there with her family, um, she loved everything about India. Um, and whilst her time out there, she fell in love with a street boss, VJ, who was from Lokanwala. And what is a street boss? Street boss like a gangster. Oh, so we had the famous sh- shootout there. So it was just uh, it was just an interesting twist to it all. The falling in love while she was in India, and hence you know her family never accepted it. So when she moved back here in Fitzrovia on Charlotte Street, um, she with her street boss. Eventually he he came over. Hence you've got the, her dining room downstairs, and now you've got the VJ's lounge speakeasy up here where they spent a lot of time together and he would conduct his business here as well. So if you look at all the furniture and attention to detail, it's all literally like the old cabinets and the books and the telephones. So it's all just a reflection of you know his rags to riches story as well. So hence we came up with this concept of... Because you've got loads of bars, as Mario said. There's so much happening in London, but what makes your place stand out? And... You know, one thing in marketing that they teach you is everyone loves a story, and and I think that's what we've carefully curated and spent a lot of attention to detail here. Like everything at Lokanwala and BJ's Lounge is bespoke, is customised. We've carefully sourced it. So if I break this side table, I will struggle to get another one. So I think that's what's um, so exciting about our brand. We're here to give you an experience. Something that Lady Charlotte would Absolutely. be really proud of. Absolutely. So downstairs is yeah, downstairs is very Lady Charlotte with her birdcage, the ivy. It's very prim and proper. And up here you have <laughs> VJ, as you can see, the decanters and the suitcases. So yes, it's, it's completely two like two personalities there we're representing. So how do we even start to conceive what VJ would drink? Uh, I mean, being uh, an Indian gangster, I would reckon it would go probably for the whiskeys because India is the biggest uh, customer consumer of whiskey in the world. So, that so is that where you started? Yeah, that started <laughs> from that point, of course. And it was even my passion, the whiskey, so it was easy for me. Also, you know, it was really easy. No, what I was more than that, the, the creation of the bar, I think especially in this area of London, is giving uh, uh, an opportunity to us and also a choice to the guests for a kind of bar that I don't uh, really see in London anymore because of course the cocktail scene in London is really competitive and the level is really high but at the same time, especially in the centre in this area uh, it's really difficult to see, uh, to have to go in a bar of this level with this kind of deco and uh, have this kind of experience lately it's more like you're going somewhere and you feel like uh, you're giving an exam you know, even the, the people there, the, it can be a sommelier or it can be a bartender, like it's almost testing the guest here the level is really, really high of our drinks, of our uh, customer service, but at the same time we want the people to come here, relax and have fun. Uh, I think in London uh, uh, nowadays the bar has been forgotten a bit why the bar has been created, to give fun to the people. You know, lately it's been a bit like uh, 
heavy, you know, heavy night. You go to the bar and you need to actually listen to a sommelier to a bartender talking to you for probably 30 minutes about all these <laughs> cocktails and all these drinks. We want to do that if you want to, but at the same time, if you just would like to have a conversation with us about completely uh, other stuff, you know, your things, it's absolutely fine. You can just have a glass of house wine and talk to me all night. But your cocktails have stories to them. Yes. So, all based around VJ and the whole concept here. Um, so, yeah, we have like, the butterfly effect, we've got Bollywood, we've got the gambler, we've got shootout look and voila. So, everything Mario's curated, we've sat and tried to have it hand in hand here. So, it's quite interesting because when the guests come up here, majority of them actually because I host a lot of events here as well and the guests come over and they'll say oh no we don't want to try the cocktails we'll just have wine or so you know they're just in their comfort zone and so which is great for us because we're very passionate about what we've created and we're like everyone must try so when they hear the names they're like oh that's unusual and then the ingredients and then of course Mario and his team will start explaining it and then we do find that once they start the cocktails they do like to explore a bit more so well, with the creation of the cocktail menu, did you start with the story first, or did you start with the cocktail first? Uh, to be honest, I tried to do both at the same time. Also, when uh, it happened to me to join two cocktail competitions here in London, and in both occasions uh, I did the same. Uh, if I want to uh, give a story to a cocktail, I'll never be uh, the kind of person that just, okay, this is a cocktail and I'll just make a story now. No, there is a story between the cocktail and the, the name of the cocktail and every single ingredient. So I was basically what I tried to do is inspire, of course, all the drinks to Lady Charlotte, BJ's, Lokandrala and the India. And then starting from them, searching the right ingredients and then making the right cocktail. So why don't you talk me through one of the cocktails, the story and sure, the ingredients? So I, I would say... Uh, uh, this cocktail that Sandy mentioned, there's going to be an hour new menu, the butterfly effect. It's a cocktail that, you know, that is inspired more than the, the India about the theory of the butterfly effect, you know, that uh, butterfly wing can change, uh, you know, somewhere else in the world. Uh, and Again, a, bit, a romantic yeah, idea. It's a bit the story of, if you think about also Lady Charlotte and Vijay, you know, she was just, uh, the daughter of a viceroy in India and uh, kind of a rebel, having a relationship with the gangster in Lokandwala. So uh, in this cocktail, anyway, we have also representation of the butterfly. So it's also really nice, the presentation of the drink. So it's capturing your eye, first of all. The color is also really nice, purple. And the ingredients are representing also India. There is uh, uh, fresh coriander, fresh ginseng. So it's something a bit particular and unique, I would say. So that's, that's what it is at the end. It's a nice mix of all of us. Uh, the management, that is Indian, me and I'm Italian, and uh, the local Joao restaurant that is in the center of London. So I think we blend all the ingredients together and creating cocktails. Well, I've got to try that cocktail. You Should we go to. up and try it? Yeah, why not? I want to thank Sandy and Mario for taking the time to sit down with me. More about Charlotte and Vijay is revealed when you visit Vijay's private lounge for a cocktail. The butterfly effect which Mario was describing for us is glorious, but it can only be found upstairs at Lokandwala. So my choice for cocktail of the week today is the Ananda Brew, also Indian in flavor, but maybe not quite so romantic. Time for our cocktail of the week. The Ananda Brew was created by mixologist Topesh Chatterjee 
who hails from New Delhi. Put all of the following ingredients in a shaker. One masala tea bag, 60 mLs of vodka, 50 mLs of egg white, 20 mLs of lime juice, and 20 mLs of sugar syrup. Then simply shake it all together. Serve it in a martini glass and garnish with a slice of orange and a cinnamon stick. You'll find this recipe and all the cocktails of the week on alushlifemanual.com where you'll also find all the ingredients in our shop. See you next week when we head to France. The life of our next guest was spent entirely around cognac. So what did she do? Create her own, but different. Come see what Fanny Fougerat did that has every bartender lining up to create cocktails with her very personal style of cognac. Until next time, bottoms up. Thanks for listening to the Lush Life Podcast the sister of A Lush Life Manual. For more information and links to everything you heard, plus a bit more, please visit alushlifemanual.com. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation. And always drink responsibly. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. Lush Life is produced by Evo Terra, and I'm your hostess, Susan Schwartz. I'll see you at the bar.